Have you ever wondered why anyone drinks Malort? Or if there are actually lobsters in the Chicago River? Then listen to the Curious City podcast, where we answer all your questions about Chicago and the region. WBEZ's Curious City is part of the NPR network and available wherever you find your podcasts. Hey, I'm Becky Beebe, in for Sasha Ann Simons, and this is Reset. Today on the podcast, Chicago is gearing up to change its pandemic safety measures. This change forces restaurant and bar owners to make a tough choice, drop the safety precautions and risk infecting staff, or keep safety precautions and deal with the hassle of enforcing rules that are no longer required. We're checking in with two people who can give us a sense of what that decision-making process is like. Joining us now is Sam Toya, president and CEO of the Illinois Restaurant Association. Sam, thanks for being here. Thanks for having me. Also with us is Robert Gomez. He's owner of Beat Kitchen and Subterranean. Robert, welcome to Reset. Thank you. So, Robert, I want to start with you. Uh, what's your take on yesterday's news? <laughs> oh, this is uh, painful. So with Bee Kitchen as an example, it's both a restaurant and a live music venue. And they're so different how people are exposed. You know, you're shoulder to shoulder at a live music show versus right. uh, sitting in one of our nine booths while you're dining. And it's such a difficult decision to make without having the protection or guidance of, of a mandate. Mm-hmm. When people, when they're unhappy with the status, we can simply say, hey, it's a city and state mandate. There's nothing we can do. Now we have to decide whether or not to take that stance on our own and deal with the conflict that that's going to create, especially yeah. at the door. The mandate was a bit of a backstop, it sounds like. Um, how are your employees reacting? Well, I guess my biggest concern is my employees at the door. This is really difficult. I have to think as a, uh, like in the medical field, is, is there really greater exposure to my staff who are all vaccinated if some people coming in are non-vaccinated? Is there really greater risk? What about the door staff that now has to deal with the arguments of like, why in the world do you think you can create a mandate that isn't being required by the city or state? And that's a valid argument. I mean, Yeah. Are you thinking about uh, keeping some of these in place? I'm considering it. Consider. We all are. I'm part of a group, the Chicago Independent Venue League Civil, mm-hmm. and we're spinning in circles trying to figure out if we can do this uniformly, mm-hmm. Or, but it sounds like everyone's going to approach this differently. Some people are doing it per show, sure. depending on the artist. Um, so that way, at least you have that. You could say the, the artist is mandating this, not us. Right. But that, would be, that would be difficult for us to manage because we're also a restaurant. Mm-hmm. Sam, I want to turn to you. We know that the pandemic's been really hard on restaurants across the board, and I, I do want to back up a bit. The Omicron surge, could you talk a little bit about how restaurants across the whole region had to handle Omicron? Yes. Uh, so the last couple months have been, I mean, the last 23 months have been definitely very difficult for the hospitality restaurant industry here in the city of Chicago, really throughout the country. But the last couple months have really been rough. If you know New Year's Eve, New Year's Day fell on a uh, Friday or Saturday. Mm-hmm. Most restaurant operators would like it to fall on a Monday or a Tuesday or a Tuesday or Wednesday. And then on January 3rd, we went to the VAX mandate. You know, So we got hit pretty hard cash flow-wise with the New Year's Eve, New Year's Day falling on the weekend. And if you remember correctly, on January 1st, we got a lot of snow. It was a Saturday, so a lot of people did not go out. 
And then on January 3rd, the VAX mandate went into place. So the Omni uh, variant was very, very hard on the industry. A lot of industries had team members that uh, caught the virus and they had to take off. And some restaurants had to close a few days because they just did not have enough team members. Sure. Uh, you know, we did we did a survey not too long ago and uh, in January and 97 percent of uh, restaurant owners experience a decline in customer demand for indoor on-premise dining in the month of January. Oh, interesting. During a time when, you know, the holidays would normally be a boon. So what have you heard from restaurants who are part of your association about this uh, news that they're going to lift the mandates at the end of the month? We're very encouraged and we appreciate the mayor announcing the step toward a sense of normalcy and recovery for our restaurant community. Obviously, restaurants are still you know, still struggling, like I said, and we're hopeful this is a sign of better times ahead for restaurants, which are, like I said, still really, really struggling. But some restaurants may still prefer to keep their own mask back policy in place, and we completely encourage them to make the decisions that they feel work best. But having that flexibility and option will be a huge relief for many restaurant owner operators. Restaurant owner operators always care about the safety and health of their team members and guests. So I'm sure, like Mr. Gomez said, they'll be considering what to do as we move forward. We're just glad we have the flexibility to get back to some form of normalcy. We want to return to normalcy. We're at the beginning of the endemic here. Sure. Robert, as Sam mentioned, the vaccine requirement was just put in place in uh, the beginning of January, on January 3rd. Was it difficult to get customers to comply to that? in the last month or so. You mentioned your folks at the door. Was it was it hard on them? Well, that, you know, it's interesting because that was, we had already put a mandate for VAX in place because, mm. because the virus is on a rise. It just seemed like that was the best practice given the circumstances. Now it's on a decline. It's harder to take that stand. Yeah. Um, Sam expressed the happiness that, you know, we have flexibility. Uh, it's agonizing for me to have this flexibility. <laughs> it's not something I, I want to deal with. I don't want to have to make an argument that it's my personal belief that, you know, it, people are more protected this way than that. I, I'm not, I, I, I peddle booze for a living. I'm, it's not my place to sure. dictate what is a healthier route for people. And so it's a difficult position. Um, but we were, to answer your question, we were able to, introduced the mandate earlier, and now we have to, and, and that wasn't as difficult. Lately, it has been. I, I, I actually get the info at emails for both my clubs, and I deal with all the emails and the anger and the frustration over the mandates, but I've had the veil of the city dictating that mandate. Mm-hmm. Now I have to decide whether or not I want to take that on again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, it, it, you know, in some of my reporting, the vaccine requirement actually led to a, a slight uptick in people going out to get vaccinated. I'm wondering, I'll start with you, Robert. Do you wish that maybe they would have kept one of the, requ- like kept the vaccine requirement, but dropped the mask mandate? Yes, that would have made things um, easier and better and would have been more consistent with what I believe I understand about where we are mm-hmm. with this pandemic. Uh, the masks, uh, kind of an impossible thing to manage anyway, especially when you come to see a show, you have a drink in your hand. You know, people are holding, they, I've never seen people nurse a drink so much <laughs> in the <laughs> history of selling drinks yeah. just so they could keep the mask down. It's, it's kind of a Yeah, interesting. A Sam, was it ever an option to keep the VAX requirement but drop the mask mandate? Were you, you know, privy to any of those conversations? 
let's go deep on that. So both Governor Pritzker and Mayor uh, Lightfoot have listened to the doctors and scientists. I cannot believe that the governor and the mayor would have moved off the mask requirement or the mayor moved off the vaccine requirement if her doc, if she didn't uh, get the okay from the doctors and scientists. We see in other cities they've moved off of it as well, like in Boston and Minneapolis. Uh, both those cities announced that they were you know, removing the mandate on the vax and the mask as well. So I'm sure that our health department interacted with the Boston Health Department and Minneapolis Health Department because Mayor Lightfoot and her team would not have made this move if they did not get the green light from the scientists and doctors. Sure. And, you know, in some ways it feels a little bit like deja vu um, because last June, before Delta and Omicron, we, we unmasked, the mask mandate went away. I'm wondering if we learned anything at that time about that we could use to help this transition go smoothly. Obviously, we're at the beginning of the endemic. It's not a pandemic anymore. It's an endemic. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've seen the governor of California say that. I did talk with Dr. Wadi and Mayor Lightfoot. They said, yes, we are in the endemic. So things are different here in February of 2022 than it was in June of 2021 as we move into the endemic, because we were still in the pandemic in June of 2021. Mm-hmm. And Robert, on the ground, what do you remember about June of 2021? And does it help you in making decisions now? Well, it was an exciting time, and that kind of came uh, rather suddenly, too. So it took us as a music venue, it took us a while to ramp up. And just as we were finally getting our calendar full, you know, those bands are beginning to route again, we enter into the Omicron phase of things, or cancellations and no-shows. January and February were wiped out. I mean, shows just that we were probably at 30% of what we were expecting for those two months. Uh, Sam and Robert, we'll start with Sam. Are, are, are you aware of restaurants stepping up other safety measures as these mandates go away? I'm thinking things like ventilation systems. You know, are you, you hearing anything from, from owners that are implementing those steps? Yes, you know, restaurant owners, operators have been looking at that ventilation system, uh, you know, HVAC for uh, ever since we've been in this pandemic, how they, you know, make the airflow better uh, for the last, you know, 23 months, how to make it safer for their guests and uh, team members. No question about that. And then restaurant owners, operators are also reconfiguring the restaurants, remodeling the restaurants, where now they have just specifically pickup areas where people can go in and there's not a lot of people there. They pick up their food, they leave, because more and more restaurants now are doing carryout, pickup, and delivery. And I think we're going to see that keep growing because I think some people are still going to feel feel safe uh, eating at home. So restaurants are figuring, how do they get that customer that's eating at home? Curbside pickup, delivery, special uh, doors to go in where you're not interacting with a lot of people to pick up their food. Again, if you feel comfortable wearing your mask, wear your mask. We encourage you to do that. And if you haven't gotten vaccinated yet, please go get vaccinated and get your booster. Do what you feel is right. We just wanted to have the option to Wear the mask or not wear the mask. And now we have that, just like cities like Boston and Minneapolis and now Chicago have that option. Mm -hmm. Robert, at your venues, what safety precautions do, what do they look like apart from the masks and the vaccines? I know you're deliberating what you're going to do next there, but any other safety precautions you have in place? Well, I think we've all come to understand that being outdoors helps a great deal. So having the the patio, you know, not only there at Beach and on Belmont, but the Riverwalk, 
Those have um, it's been very safe. There's been no incidences for the staff. It was a little scarier when we were doing things indoors. We did up our uh, ventilation systems, but it's really hard to know what will work and what won't, especially indoors. But my employees who have maintained the mask and, and have uh, really stuck to it have never, like me, have never gotten COVID. Um, so there's some realism to that. There's some truth to the mask's work. Outdoors, being outdoors works. So, you know, that's, that's as much as I can do with following the science because I'm not a scientist. So sure. I'm trying to follow <laughs> those guidelines. Yeah. And I you know you mentioned that you feel like this puts you in a bit of a bind. I'm wondering, Robert, what if the city had decided to keep these in place even as the state drops them? You know, that was a possibility until yesterday. Would that have been maybe even worse because it would have been confusing for folks? Or do you wish maybe the city would have? kept it a little bit longer? Well, this, I think this is the first time they're doing, made a decision like this uh, at, with the same time frame. Right. It's always been the city. You know, it, it, we've been asked before, what are you going to do? Like, well, it doesn't matter what the state decided. We have to wait for the city, what, what our guidelines are, given the population. And it makes sense because of the density of the population. So, no, it wouldn't have been. I don't think it would have been confusing at all. We would just simply have to remind people, hey, the city still mandates this. This is our practice. It actually would have made things easier for us. Sure. And before I let you go, I want to pose a question. What is the best thing we can do um, going forward at restaurants when we go? Continue to wear your mask. Okay. Get vaccinated. Sam, anything else to add? Get vaccinated. If you haven't gotten vaccinated, get vaccinated. If you haven't gotten your booster, get your booster. But I just want to make sure that your listeners understand, if restaurants prefer to keep their own mask, vax policy in place, they can. So if you feel comfortable going to a restaurant that has a vax mandate in place or a mask mandate in place, please do that. Mm -hmm. Do what you feel is comfortable. That's what's so great about Chicago. We have such a great independent restaurant town in our 77 communities that you can find a restaurant that you feel comfortable eating in. So do that, but get vaccinated. Thanks for listening to the Reset Podcast. For more conversations about the latest Chicago and Illinois news, remember to stop right back here every weekday afternoon. That's all for today. Have a great day, and we'll see you back here tomorrow. At a time when information continues to come at us faster and faster, sometimes you need to hit pause and rewind. NPR's Throughline takes you back in time to the source of the news stories filling your feed. Find NPR's Throughline wherever you get your podcasts.